You're listening to The Pete and Sebastian Show on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. This is The Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Petey Biscuit, it's Jimmy from Boston. Petey. Did you really call J.J. Walker and quote lines from Good Times and tell him how much his comedy affected your life? You know, you should be calling his Carmine Ragusa. Yeah, that's right, the big ragu. Get yourself some goddamn boxing lessons because if you were afraid and planning on running from that deadbeat in the Nirvana warm-up suit, you're going to need those lessons, kid. Don't be the guy that yaps and runs. You're better than that. Later. Pete and Sebastian show, we're back. Summertime is in full gear. We're still doing it. No vacation for us. What's up, Sebastian? Uh, the energy you can tell is right off the bat. It's very lukewarm. Well, I get a what he says. I got, I got random stuff all written out here to carry us, well, carry me, my, you know, do my part here. I, I mean, it's right out of the gate. Let me just say, little, little golf clap. July eighth was Sebastian Maniscalco's birthday. Congrats. Well, not congrats, but happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. And, and you know, it's um, it's one thing, and it's common to like, oh hey, let's go to the day you were born and see who was born on that day. I, I get a little step further, which is why I'm a comedic. Uh, I'm good. I I look <laughs> to see what bullets you may have dodged and who you may have missed. Now I don't know if you realize this. If good old Rose could have knocked you out two days early on July 6th, that was a stacked day. Do you know who went down on the July 6th? Who was born on July 6th? No. Stallone. Oh, wow. And, you know, just for a little bit on the spiritual side, the Dalai Lama. <laughs> and then, you know, which uh, politically speaking goes along a lot with your views, the uh, elder George Bush, 43rd president of the United States. That's a nice birthday party. You know, I, I just feel honored to be in the same month as Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, you know, I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, it made me look it up, and uh, I missed Pope Benedict by four days. He was April 16th, that was the 20th. That would have been nice to be born on a Pope Day. Who uh, who do you got on your birthday? Oh, I got Hitler. Oh, that's right. I yeah. Oh, yeah me, goes. Hitler, and Don Mattingly. Me, Hitler, and Don Mattingly. We all... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We'll all blow out the candles together when we get to the other side. Yeah, oh. as if Hitler's going where I'm going, man. <laughs> By the well, way, that speaking of doing anger, speaking of doing good <laughs> things and whatnot, which is I was implying I'm a much better person than Hitler. Uh, I know he's not your friend, but an uh, acquaintance, and for the sake of the show, the Pete and Sebastian show, it's fun to push it along and make it a little more than it is. Uh, John Legend's uh, wife took a photograph of his ass. And posted yeah. it on Instagram or wherever she posted it. Yeah. Now, I am afraid, because then Justin Bieber did it, and Justin Bieber titled his look. Nice Bieber. Oh, God, the guy's got this. 
Anyway, my point is I'm, I'm smelling and I'm sensing what's about to break out here is uh, one of these guys is going to start saying, let's all do these shots showing or almost showing our ass as men for charity, the way they did the, the water over the head thing. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm also even more nipping this in the bud is I'm afraid not only is that going to happen, but you're going to do it. No, you'll never see my asshole. I, I'm not saying <laughs> your asshole. It's the small of your back. With Lana's tanned knee hiding your ass, uh, you know, strategically like a giant leaf. No. You know? Not well, going to happen. Not uh, even. Not, not going to happen. Not even if uh, you get a personal call from Legend saying, come on, I changed your wardrobe. You're not going to almost show your ass for charity, for my charity? No, we're not doing that, man. I mean, right. we know you have some history showing your ass on film. Maybe this is right up your alley. But uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> by the way, speaking of film, I looked at. Uh, I got my. Uh, I think it was the third or fourth edition of the Pete. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? You got some. What do you got to say? And I went to the videos, and there's a. Uh, video of you playing a gynecologist yes with and, Fitzsimmons and is that Fitzsimmons Fitzsimmons is the other guy yeah Greg oh, Fitzsimmons wow how old is that well it's, it's probably about maybe 10 maybe 10 years old wow. yeah and we were shocked if, uh, if listeners haven't seen it it's Pete in a scene uh, as a gynecologist and some girl with large breasts is in the room and you you actually motorboat the breasts that's the least of it I mean Norton Jim Norton's in that movie playing a guy getting a sex change so he's walking through to the hospital like half naked um there's like much more dirty weird over the top stuff going on than that but that's like that's fun that i can show that stuff in the newsletter and be like look at how ridiculous this is judy gold is giving birth in the scene to a little uh, ch uh yeah small chinaman oh no more yankee my wanky the donga need food so that's a full movie well no it's it's 13 it's 17 minutes but the guy made three movies that one's called The Gynecologist, and it stars, well, stars, it's me and Fitzsimmons, and Louis Black is in it, and um, Norton's in it, and Rich Voss is in it, and Judy Gold is in it, and then he did another one that's like, it's called uh, American Dummy, and that one stars Jim Norton, and um, Otto and George, the ventriloquist, but we're all in that too, me and Jim Brewer's in it, Louis Black's in that one, Gaffigan's in that one. Geraldo's in that one, and then he did a third one with Louis Black and Jim Norton, played like a uh, Abin Costello. I forget what that was called, but that was really good too. So he packages them all three. And one time I was in a dumpy video store and on Sunset Boulevard, the little time I lived out there, and I'm rattling through the video rentals, and I came across it, <laughs> and I took a photo because I'm like, yo, I'm in the video store, and uh, <laughs> and then I was too embarrassed to show it to anybody. This is well, just too over the top, man. It's crazy. There's just another reason to sign up for your edition of the Pete, which ends up in your uh, email box, I believe, what, every, every Monday that is, or... It's every two weeks. It every ends up weeks. there on a, on Sunday, and it's growing. I mean, there's more and more we're adding to it. I, 
It's getting to the point soon where I'm going to start asking for outside contributions. I, I might, uh, you know, I might have to go to you first for something interesting, maybe a recipe that you might share. It's becoming an online video magazine. I'm going to probably sell it to like Rolling Stone for <laughs> 70, 80 million dollars sooner than later. I'm telling you, man. Oh man, and, and uh, the T-shirts look fantastic. Didn't sell any T-shirts last night. Um, so we'll see how that goes. By the way, I would have sold a few, but um, listen, to our listeners here, you guys, I, I don't want to tell you how to live your lives, but you guys got to get yourselves out there and get some exercise. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have double XLs, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> and if I did, I'd charge more money for them for the travel. I can't, that's extra weight. <laughs> Everyone's coming up. Uh, disappointed I don't have a double XL. My God, I got to go sell these things in Bangkok. I got a big ass. Your mama got a big ass. You do have a big ass. Don't tell me nothing. Your asses is big in our family. So you need to get used to that. And I don't care what diet you go on, you can sew up your stomach and your asshole, you're going to always be fat. Oh, oh, where does it end? XL? Or you, you end it at large? I, uh, yeah, I go large medium. I really, I'm, I'm, I, I got t-shirts for a kid's summer camp. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, did I misjudge. I got to start pitching these things for your kids. Hey, why'd you bring a little something home for your, for your five-year-old? I thought it would be for you people, but apparently it's a leg warmer for your calves. Holy shit. Stop eating processed food. If there wasn't a... Seriously, man. If you have food that you know, could last in your cupboard during a flood or something, it's bad for you, man. I know. And there's a lot out there. I get I get that too with the double, uh, double X, triple X. Oh, they're gonna shrink. It's like, well, how how bad are they gonna shrink? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. You know, it's like it's not like you put it in the wash and it comes out a medium. Maybe it shrinks one size. But come on, double XL. Where are we going with that? No, I don't know. I mean, do these girls want to, women want to wear like an oversized tee and have a sleepover like in Greece where they're all doing their nails on the end of the bed? <laughs> I'm just plain Sandra D. I'm Sandra D. You're making fun of me, Riz? Yeah, last night was my birthday, and, you know, my father-in-law is big with the wine. He brought some excellent wine, and I can't turn that stuff down, man. It's not every day that you get to drink some of the wine this man brings to the table. And uh, the night before, I got blasted. And, uh, yeah, it's just been, uh, I don't know if you saw the cake Lana got me. Did you see it? No. She had the restaurant make a cake in the shape of a toilet. And uh, on the lid of the toilet, it says, Sebastian, you're 42 years old. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> and then, I mean, they went as far as putting blue water in the toilet with uh, baby Ruth floating in the, uh, in the toilet. It's on my Facebook page. Here oh, the that. baby Ruth. I don't know. That might be a little, <laughs> a little too much. We didn't need the Ruth. <laughs> By the way, you ever see those fancy joints where they put uh, ice cubes in the men's urinal? I like that. That's nice when they dump those in. Okay, but do you know why they do that? No, do you? I've been asking around because they do it at, actually, they do it at the comedy store. And I heard it was so people don't have to flush. Like, the the ice melts the urine and it, it goes down the urinal kind of naturally. 
rather than you flushing. Sure. So that's why they do it. But I don't, I don't know too many people that know that. I just look at it. At first, I was going, "Why is there ice here? Is is that to cool off the piss? I mean, what? what why would they do that?" Well, I, I I thought honestly, I thought too. I thought it was aesthetic a little bit, like just oh, for God. aesthetics. <laughs> Oh, it's like I'm peeing on glass. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, and maybe it kind of like kept the splashing down. I just looked it up, and that is why they put the ice in the uh, urinal, because a lot of people don't flush, and it actually melts the urine away and drains it down the uh, toilet. So that's why they put it in there. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And it's cheaper than the uh, urinal cakes. The, sometimes you see a urinal-scented cake in there. Uh, so they... To save money, they put the ice in there. Yeah, you know, you don't see the cake as much as you used to. Actually, in Las Vegas at the Wynn Hotel, if you ever take a piss at the Wynn Hotel, they got the cake on the actual, like, flat side of the urinal. Not in the, not in the bottom. So you could actually aim at the cake. And then they have, like, a little... You ever see the one where there's a fly in the urinal? I've seen that. Is that is that the sweet spot? Like if you hit there, it won't splash. <laughs> I don't know. Is that's that like, like the, the. What is that? It's like the Heinz Fifty Seven ketchup bottle. If you hit the Fifty Seven, the ketchup flows. Yeah. If you hit the fly, there'll be no there'll be no splash. I don't know what the fly is. Speaking of the stress factor with Sebastian, we don't even need to plug it. It's they're already scalping. But at the stress factor with Sebastian is Vinny. I don't know if he still has in one of his urinals. You, you could pay money, and if you keep getting it in this one spot, it's like uh, swinging the hammer at the carnival and trying to make the bell ring. If you keep getting enough piss in one spot, it fills up, and you, and you win for, for that. I remember that. That was always a little treat when you went to take a leak at the stress factory. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen this? I used to love this when bars have that days like for men's room they'll have the new york in the new york post they'd have the whole sports section behind the piece of glass like two or three pages so while you're peeing you mm. can read the sports yep i've seen that that's that's a that's a nice touch yeah this concludes facts about pissing So anyway, you're partying it up like crazy in North Carolina, huh? Partying up, yeah, uh, with the family, uh, the in-laws, six days. Um, had a great fireworks show, went to see some awesome fireworks. And uh, to be honest with you, being up in the mountains, kind of secluded up there, it kind of gets to you, man. It, it, it's just... I don't know. People go to bed like at nine, ten o'clock. You start yawning about eight thirty. There's not much to do. Uh, it's very relaxed, but you get that like cabin fever a little bit, you know. Especially coming from a city like Los Angeles, where you know it's a lot of action. You're driving in a car everywhere. There's you know stores here. We're up in the mountain. You get up and you basically don't do nothing. You'd love it. Well, come on, man. <laughs> I'm doing my thing. No, I mean, um, I'm saying you, you you like that nature, that mountain air, you know. I mean, there's deer flying across the street. There's 
bunnies. We came home one night, an owl just swooped across the hood of the car. You know, yeah. I mean, I yeah, mean it, don't you feel like that's living, though? I mean, that's no, it living. is, it is. But I only could take it small doses. You know, like every every night, it's like, man, I, I'm I'm exhausted. They call it, they call it nine o'clock midnight up there. Nine o'clock, something, something to do with nine o'clock. Basically, when it turns nine o'clock, it'd be like turning midnight anywhere else. It's oh. just like everything's early. You know, yeah, you go but to they're dinner up early. at six o'clock, and by the time nine o'clock rolls around, you feel like you know I gotta get to bed. Dude, that's what happens when I'm home for like two, two, three weeks in a row. I go on the road. I'm doing that second show Friday night. I'm half asleep in the green room. Because cause I'd already be two hours in at home, you know what I mean? Sometimes, if I get yeah. in the groove. Because, but the thing is, I'm up crack at dawn. I bet in North Carolina, I bet everybody's up early, man. Oh, they're up at 6.30, 7 o'clock, bright and early. Last night, we had the birthday dinner. And my mother-in-law listens to the show. So, I got to say this, though. And I, I, I have to ask you if you've ever experienced that, uh, what I'm going to tell you. Last night, at the dinner... There was a, uh, there's an argument between my, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law okay. at the table. And have your mother-in-law and father-in-law ever gotten an argument amongst mixed company as far as, like, the family is concerned? And people at the table hear it, and now there's, like, a tension throughout the dinner? Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever had to go through this? No tension because it's usually. I mean, they're they're kind of they've been together and they're much older. I think so. Like sometimes my father-in-law will just go yell at her when she she gnaws at him. He's like, that's not what I said. That's ah, what the hell? Can't you ever just leave me alone for a second? I said I know what I meant. And then she'll go, well, then you should have said it. And then for a couple of seconds, you're like, oh boy. And then that's it. We move on. But no, there's no overriding tension. Yeah, last night was like an overriding tension where they were sitting across from me and I just felt the tension. It was almost like you didn't even want to look that way because you might make eye contact and it might get a little weird. Yeah. So throughout the whole dinner, you know, you didn't know kind of what to what to do because they were kind of talking, but they were talking and I you know, they were kind of talking in between themselves and I was in, engaged in another conversation on the other side of the table but do you ever do you ever do this do you ever kind of split your brain in half and be part of one conversation but you got an ear in another conversation oh absolutely man that's That's what i was doing last night but what kept happening was the initial conversation i was in it come around to me but I didn't even know where it was in the conversation because I was honed in on seeing if they were going to make up or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, kind of like smiling and I'd like nod, but like I could tell a nod wasn't really appropriate for for what they were looking for out of me. And as older I get, I can't do I can't do it anymore. I used when I was twenty one, I used to be in about three conversations and know what was going on in all three. Now I gotta hone in on one thing, one thing only, or forget about it. 
Well, you almost got to announce to the first conversation, listen, you people, you're like a bush. I'm hiding behind you. I'm really listening over here. Don't ask me questions. Just play along with my, you almost got to let them know what they are to you. I think so, man. I can't fake it anymore. You can't, no, you can't. And the worst is, you know, you ever doing that and then the, and then the second conversation knows you're listening to them because you're overcompensating. <laughs> That's tough. Oh God! I tell See, you though, I mean, it, it's it's it's. First of all, there's a passion. I got to say that about your in-laws, to still have enough passion to actually have it have it, you know, last out a whole meal. Because my mom and dad are at the age they fight, but again, they get tired. Hey, whatever. They're holding this out, and then you, the way we are with our gossip, trying to listen, because you know I'm going now to the gay guy in my town who does my hair. And I have to go back to him uh, two days ago, right before I leave town. And I'm telling Jackie, if he can't take me at exactly 4 o'clock like he's supposed to, I'm bailing. I don't even want to be there. And it's too tiring. He talks too much. And she goes, guy, just don't be an asshole. Just be, go and be cool. And I go in. He does make me wait 10 minutes. He's finishing up somebody else. But then I sit down, and I'm exhausted. And I just want him to cut my hair, and I don't want to talk. Bro, within 10 minutes, I'm sitting there going, and what about Carol? Did you? No, no, no. Did you hear about Carol? No, she went to the doctor, too. They made her way, too. I mean, this doctor, I don't know who he thinks he is, Henry. And, I, I mean, by the end of it, I'm invigorated. And I'm like, this guy's like, I, I, you know, when we, when we finishes my hair, he holds up the mirror, and I go, perfect, Henry. And he's an overweight, great guy, but overweight with a big, burly beard. And I go, it looks great, Henry. And he goes... He hugs me, and he looks cheek to cheek with me, and we look at each other in the mirror. We see our faces back, and he goes, do you really mean it? And I go, Henry, it's perfect. I'll see you in two weeks before I go on vacation. Uh, it's only my second time cutting your hair, but I'm falling in love with you. Oh, God. I, I walked out, bro. It's more than a haircut. It's an experience. <laughs> Isn't it I really love the gossip. I'll admit it now. I'm at that age. I'm like you. You're straining your neck at the dinner table. It has nothing to do with you. Why do we feed off of that, bro? Oh, I love it, man. There's so many times I'm having a conversation with myself in my own head that I don't even think, and no one would understand why I'm even having it. What do you mean? Give me an example of that one. Well, here, I'll give you another example. This, is, this has to do with my sister-in-law. Her kid slapped the shit out of me while I was sitting down for lunch. He came behind me and he slapped me in the neck, right? Uh, how old? Five. Okay. Vacation the, house, right? This isn't his house either. Everyone's on vacation. No, he's up there. They're, they're living up there for the summer, okay. right? So I get a slap in the neck and... I mean, it was it was pretty hard. It's not nothing like it was going to knock me out. But, I mean, the kid's got some strength for five years old. Right in the neck. Now, the reaction from my sister-in-law and the brother-in-law, it was like, don't hit. It, it, it wasn't what I thought was going to happen in the situation. And forgive me, I'm not a parent. So I don't know how this all goes down. But I would have thought that type of slap to an adult's neck would have warranted someone picking up the kid, taking him outside the restaurant, 
giving him a complete and utter scolding that you do not do that. Then you come back in the restaurant and it's like the kid's like brand new. It's like a new kid, kid right? Comes and back the, in, he's like a Stepford wife. Yeah. <laughs> then he comes up to you and goes, I apologize, Uncle Sebastian, for hitting you. That would never happen again. That's what I'm thinking should happen. They blew it off like it was nothing. I went over to the, the two days uh, two days ago. I went over to the house. I got hit in the stomach. This guy's using me as a punching bag. Ain't nobody <laughs> saying nothing. <laughs> now, now, are you even? Are you even like like? I need to know what you did when he slapped you in the back of the neck. Did you make a noise like "ow" or you know, "Billy, come on, don't do oh, it"? Yeah, you know, like it's one of these things. Like it's not my kid. You know, I, I, it's not like I can't. I, I'm not going to sit there and say no. You can't do that. You know, I kind of have to laugh it off, but I also kind of have to. Go, hey, what are you doing there? With the, you know, it's 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 like a, I, I want to go enough with the hitting. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know I can't do that so I gotta play like the half you know the half oh that's okay but then the other hand I'm going anybody gonna take this kid outside like if I did that my father would go what hey hey hey, hey. let's take it outside now and I knew and this is it. I did something wrong. I'd come back and I'd basically have to bow like a Japanese man to the person that I hit and and give him a big hug. But this was like, hey, this guy goes around hitting people. Nothing. I don't know. So, you know, there's things like that where I look around and it's like if, but there's no one there to talk to. Like, I don't know, like... Uh, my sister-in-law listens to this, so it's not like I'm not hiding it. I don't know if I got the relationship with them to go, hey, 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 what's this with the hitting? You want to you want to take care of this, or do I have to? There's th 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 those lines of communication, they're not open. They don't have this like I could do that with my sister going, hey, what's with the kid with the hitting? You want you want to you want to curb this or what? So I got that relationship with myself. Yeah. I don't got that with them. So I, it's th those lines of communications are null and void over there. Let, let's say um, you know uh, your wife's brother's kids hitting you. Do you, do you have the authority <coughs> to go? Hey, yay! This don't fly with me. Well, I'm, we're going to take this right back to you because I want to. I want to talk about that. But just in terms, I was going to bring it up when we had that little sleepover in the tents two weeks ago. There was one child there who was not well-behaved, to say the least. I mean, the parents, are, it's a whole big thing, but she's five years old. She's a train wreck because they don't discipline her. So what do they do now? They show up with, with her. Oh, and a puppy pit bull. Yeah, let's add to the fun. We can't raise our daughter. Let's get a puppy pit bull now, too, and bring it to the camping trip. So first thing we did, I staked that thing. I put a stake in the ground 200 yards away from the campsite and put that damn thing over there. <laughs> they could go chew on a buck. And then I had to figure out what to do with the dog. Oh, can I get a rim shot? <laughs> no way. No, but seriously. So then um, the girl, at one point, uh, my, my nephew's uh, bothering her or something, and she opens up a tent, and she goes, 
to the to the my nephew. Go bother her. Go bother. And she and she's pointing to Sadie, who's two, and and like doesn't know what she's saying, and is looking at her like she wants to play. And she goes, "Go bother her. Go bother her." And then she turns to Jackie and goes, "Excuse me. Excuse me. What's your what's your baby's name? What's the baby's name?" And Jackie goes, "Don't worry about it. <laughs> right." And then I and then a little later on, see they got the pit bull and Sadie's going doggy doggy and she's on the swing and it's just me, her and Sadie and the girl's on the swing and the girl goes, Yeah, that's my doggy and I don't know what you plan on saying about it, but you better watch what you say about it because it's my doggy and I won't like it. And it's Sadie again, she's two, she doesn't know what the hell you're saying. And I yeah. look at her and I go, Nobody cares about you, stupid dog. <laughs> And she goes, well, it's my dog. I go, I don't care about your dog. I don't care if anything ever happened to your dog. I don't care. I go, honestly, I don't care if it rains only on your tent. That's I don't care about any of that. And she goes, you're not nice. And I go, you're not nice. And then she goes, I'm going to go tell. I go, go tell. Go tell everybody. Get out of here. And then I, that's why I said ended. I go, get out of here. Get out of here. Because ah, no one would believe I'm saying that to her. You know what I'm saying? His oh. word against your word. <laughs> You just pull him aside and go, you ever touch my neck again? You'll never touch another neck again. Then you round the bend and go, hey, you want a lollipop? Tommy, Tommy, you want a lollipop? <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, but this girl is this different story. I mean, but with your situation... I think don't you don't you think the in-laws I mean you're uh yeah they would respond to you saying to them just you know what how they raise a child is up to them but if you just said it hurts my neck when he hits me can we shut that down <laughs> I, right they'll understand that I don't know man it's one of those things where you know like I, for example I have I was over at my sister's house, uh, and her. I was playing with her kid. My sister tends to be very like uh, heavily involved w- with every movement my niece makes because she thinks she's going to fall or hit her head. I'm goofing around with my uh, my niece up on the on the couch, or actually the two twins. I was like they were they were sliding off the couch, and then they would get back on the couch, and then they would slide off. And my sister like, well, make be be careful. They're going to fall. I got my mother here. I'm here. Nobody's falling. We're just having fun. All right? So I got that relationship with my sister because she's my sister. I grew up with her. I could kind of bite back a little bit, and there's no, like, hard feelings. It's just, like, when it's outside of the bloodline, that's where I get a little, like, you know, can I say this? Am I in the right here? You know, do I go, enough with the hitting, and they go, hey, 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 we don't speak to our kid. You know, like, I don't know what's right, what's wrong, so I just shut up, and I wait to the cast, and I unleash. There we go, man, and we're uh, we're entertained for it. But I will say, you know, I, I think you put it best, man, as long as there is... Your blood flowing through that child on some level, I think you have a right to minimally discipline the child. You know, just hey, don't don't hit Uncle Sebastian's neck if that's your sister's kid, because it's got maniscalco blood in it. That's what I'm saying. I I know. I I'm have, agreeing with you. I'm agreeing yeah, I with know. you. I, I'm going a step further. If it's got the blood in in the kid's body, I'm almost like a second father. I almost well, have, I almost have father like reactions to my niece my, my nieces. 
Well, and let's look. Someone's got to address the elephant in the room here. Whether this gets edited out or not is up to you. But uh, because your kids do have Maniscalco blood in them, they're not smacking the back of your neck to begin with. Exactly. <laughs> Let me just make note because you're gonna call about that. What do we have? The 44.56 mark. No, that's staying in. <laughs> That's the, that's too good to take out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we had that. We had that little incident up there. And then we had my mother's surprise party. Not surprise party. My mother turned 70 on July 2nd, so my sister arranged it at one of my mother's favorite restaurants to rent a nice little room. Invited just a small group of people. It was just six of us and my niece. And we had, like, a preset menu. Um... We gave my fa- uh, my father, my mother, a uh, like a jackpot cake. It was a uh, cake made out of a um, slot machine, and my mother's name is Rose. So, you know, across the slot machine, we have three roses. Happy birthday, mom! And her gift came out of the slot machine. Um, it's a little envelope, and uh, we had uh, a guy named Victor playing the guitar in the background. So my mom walks in. To this thing which she knew we were having dinner but she didn't know that my sister was renting the entire room and she didn't know there was going to be music there and and there was photos that my sister put together all these photos all over the uh um fireplace mantle of my mother when she was a kid my mother with her brother and father and us oh. when we were kids so it was like a little collage she had very nice yeah and um my mom is looking around the room and she has like no reaction to what's going on it's not like oh my god this is my mom's kind of looking around going this it you know like uh this is my 70th like not that she's saying that but the reaction to what was going on it didn't kind of match and i don't know if she was shocked or whatnot so we call her out on it my sister, 20 minutes in, goes, You like this, or what are you looking for? <laughs> oh, man, it got... It was that... Everyone was wondering that much. Okay. Yeah, but, like, I even took my sister to the side. I go, she happy with this? Or what? We found oh, out later. Yeah. This is how my my, my mom... God, God bless her, but... She thought... She thought John Legend was going to be there playing a song. No, thank God. I thought you were going to tell me she thought she was 68. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. God. That's the punchline you got to say on stage. She thought she was 68. <laughs> I said, happy birthday. What's I give to you? 700 missed days. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, that's funny, man. She was probably, like, expecting... Uh, Happy birthday, Rose. And look behind the couch. And J.J. Watt just jumps up behind the couch and lobs her a signed football. Gotta go, Rose. And then as he opens the door to leave, just in time, John Legend is coming in on the other end to sing a song. And then when John Legend leaves, we all go, oh, that was unbelievable. What, 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 what? Do you hear that? Do you hear that galloping? What the hell? But Shelly comes through the back door on a horse. (laughs) Oh, yeah, so... Yeah. 
Wow, so, it's, yeah, I tell you, man, it's it's. But was she happy? Oh uh, no, yeah, she she was absolutely happy. My sister, who is an editor, she edits movie trailers. She put together a seven and a half minute movie, um, basically about my mother's life, starting from when she was a kid up until now. And she cut it with photos, videos. She had a bunch of uh, her cousins videotape a message hey happy birthday rose and she spliced that into the movie and uh <laughs> it was set to music i gotta i gotta admit you admit to you something three and a half minutes into this damn thing i got waterworks man bawling you would have thought i turned 70 everybody's oh. laughing goofing around turn to me i'm in tears bro yeah, it's touching, man. It's crying. Touching. I cried three times that night. I'm showing my niece a picture of my mother's mother, my grandmother, and I'm telling her, I go, you know who this is? This is your great-grandmother. That's grandma's mommy. And I'm telling her the story, and I start to cry. And my sister's like, what the fuck? What are you crying about? <laughs> I go, I just, I wish, I wish grandma got to see... Talia, and she goes, yeah, I know, and I'm balling. I don't know, man. Uh -huh. Must be a, must be the old age, forty two, man. Sensitivity's kicking in. Oh, I don't know. It's like it's the salt and pepper that you're going with a little bit oh. now up top. It's bringing out more and more of I, the sensitive side in you. I, it is, man. Plus, I got this beard going, and I know you're a beard what? guy. What? What? You got a beard? I was up in a mountain for six days. I grew a full beard up there. I haven't shaved since Mexico. Oh, I can't even imagine you with a beard, bro. I mean, I could see if we broke out of jail and I said, we gotta, you got to grow a beard to hide from the FBI, <laughs> you'd go, I'll shave and take my chances. <laughs> so we get to see a photo of this? I mean... Uh, well, I, there's a video of it on my Facebook page where you could kind of see it. Uh, that was like uh, July 5th, so it's July 9th, so I got four day more growth here. Do you trim down the beard with some type of Norelco shaver, or how do you work it? Yeah, but I, when I trim it down, I, I just, um, you know, the, these shavers come with different plastic pieces to yeah. do it at different levels. Yeah. I just, I throw all those out and just use whatever's the, the regular blade, and I just do it every once in a while. Just because I don't like to clean shave with a beard, uh, with a blade, with a blade. So when I do use my Norelco, it's almost down to like nothing. And uh, I really have no rhyme or reason. Like right now, I gotta shave because I gotta coming down where it's starting to almost, almost have the beard hair meet the uh, chest hair. <laughs> oh wow, want, yeah, that's you don't want that. I mean, I was gonna shave right before I got here, and after I got my hair cut from my gay barber Henry, uh, I said, yeah, now I just gotta shave Henry. And he puts his hand across his chin. He's like, why? I love it. And I'm like, maybe you're right, Henry. Maybe you're right. So are you going with your beard or do you already shave it? No, I'm debating because uh, I haven't done stand-up in like two weeks. I haven't done stand-up comedy with the beard yet. And my question to you is, do you become less funny if you have a beard? No, dude. If I thought that way, I'd be uh, clean shaven every show. I know, but do you feel different when you perform if you have a beard, whether you're clean shaven? Because now I have a beard. I have like a menacing look to me. 
So I'm wondering if it's a too aggressive. Well, I'll tell you this much, man. I like having a little bit of a beard just because I like I have a skinny face and I feel like I look too much like a boy. But with you, uh, you your your a lot of your facial expressions play into the show. So you yeah. know you got you got a beard covering that man. They can't see as well what's going on. And besides, it's like it doesn't really go with your image. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think I got to get rid of it tonight just because the face does play a lot into my act. And I don't know if the hair is going to kind of hide some of the creases or some of the... I don't know. But also I was thinking of it's a nice new look. I'm liking the look, you know. It gives me a completely different, you know, edge. Well, I mean... Uh, I'm not even comfortable talking to you knowing you have a beard, and I can't even see it. But do, you want, do you want to put the, the video on right now, just for a glimpse? Uh, no, no, maybe, no, I really Come don't. Come on, man, you got, it. just a all glimpse. Right. All right, all right, hold no, on. Let me pop, oh, let me. boy, <laughs> I'm not comfortable with this at all. Are you ready? All right, I'm going to pop on my video. Ready for this? Uh, yeah. Oh, dude, <laughs> what are you doing? You look like you're in West Side Story, man. And I got, nah. no, sh I got, I got no shirt on. Nah, I got this kid. Why are you wearing a shirt? Oh, my God. Look at that little pencil-thin mustache you got going across the... T dude, that would honestly take me uh, about a half hour to grow that. Really? You don't think this is thick? It's, it's all right. It's, uh... I, it's not you, though, man. No? You're Stop so uncomfortable. Stop rubbing it. You let them know that it's brand new. When you rub You're it so much, they're like, oh, look at this guy trying out the beard. I got to go. I got to go, bro. I can't even do this anymore. <laughs> oh, that was oh man. See, if the listeners could have saw how uncomfortable you looked whew. while doing that. Man, it's yeah. like. You act as if we've we've never seen each other face to face, and this is the first time we're clicking on. What is what is with you? No, the, a couple of weeks ago we started the show, and you could see me, and you made a whole spiel about how you couldn't be yourself the rest of the show, and you didn't need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> and we we agreed we never need to see each other ever again when we do this. And you know, I mean, come on, man, I think you should have a shirt on if you're gonna tune me in like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, I think you should shave it, but you know what, man? Is this something you could go to your stylist with, or is he only clothes? Nah, I don't know if the stylist has an opinion on the hair, facial hair. I don't, I don't know uh, what his policy is on that. I think he's just going to dress me. But if but he takes his job as, as serious as I'm sure he does, I would imagine whether or not you have that beard affects what he's going to put you in. I mean, with that beard on, you should be in plaid with fucking boots and an axe oh, yeah, in your no, left this hand. This is total country western look I got going on. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Italian Guido trying to be country western. <laughs> That's the problem. I mean, you, you're trying to be John Travolta, an urban cowboy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it's coming off tonight. It's coming off. Well, you know, and then you got you got to deal with the fact too that we're not talking about anymore. Where oh, I'm bopping into the comedy store. Let's see the reaction with the beard on. Now people are scalping for. Uh, you got people paying. For, they're gonna walk out going, "I paid four hundred seventy-five dollars. I couldn't even see his fucking face." <laughs> <laughs>
guy came in with a beard. <laughs> I know. All right, beard's gone. Last time on the Pete and Sebastian show. What would you do if you had a boy? It kind of snuck up on you. You didn't realize it, but he's been made. Behind your back, not only did he get involved with the mafia, you're like, I want you out of there. You're hanging with the wrong. He's like, guy, I'm already a maid. We already had the ceremony. <laughs> I mean, but one of my first questions would be, what could you do for us? <laughs> <laughs> Because I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I know I'd go from rags to riches. To me, being a gangster was better than being president of the United States. To me, it meant being somebody in a neighborhood full of nobodies. I was making more money than most of the grown-ups in the neighborhood. I mean, more money than I could spend. I had it all. One day, one day some of the kids from the neighborhood carried my mother's groceries all the way home. It was out of respect. To answer your question, Dad, what do you want? Flower petals on your bed? A wake-up call by the pool? We are treated like movie stars with muscle. Anything I want is a phone call away. That's a nice touch. Also, happy birthday, Sebastian, from all of us Italian kids out there. This has been a show within a show. And a special thank you to my little acting friend, Drew Cardia. Now back to the Pete and Sebastian Show. I got something uh, I've been waiting to tell you, and I could finally tell you, but Lana and I, when we stay at people's houses, which is very rare, we do a little something. We take a framed photo of ourselves, and we place it in the house right before we leave. Mm Mm-hmm. And we wait for the person to kind of spot it. It's like a little joke. So if Lana and I ever stay it's at very your home, funny. yeah. So we we put it either, you know, on the on the on the mantle, or we might put it, uh, yeah, you know, someone where you're going to be able to see it, but it's not that obvious. Yeah. So so we did it to what? We left our photo, I think it was our wedding photo or, or some type of photo, right above his fireplace mantle. And he's got a <laughs> bunch of <laughs> he's got a bunch of photos up there. His family, his cousins, his brothers. So we kinda put it in the mix. We didn't put it front and center, we kinda put it in the mix. So yeah. time time goes on. One week nothing we get no call or nothing we think he's, he hasn't seen it yet so i don't know if you remember i did that charity event and we stayed with the with the couple who has a house name they named their house yeah. they had the robes oh, yeah. so we put a photo there 
in their dining room area, they have like a little bar that's on wheels. So we put it right mm-hmm. there. We yeah. got a call from them about a week after we did it saying the mother-in-law was there one evening. And she was walking around and she saw it. She's like, oh, that's so nice. You put a photo up of Sebastian and Lana to kind of make them feel at home. And the homeowner's like, what? Yeah, look at the photo here. So they start dying laughing, right? That's great, dude. So we're going on, what, month and a half now? Nothing from the Watt household? So yesterday, I... I do a video to him going, listen, man, I don't know if you've ever looked above your fireplace mantle, but let me know if you see something that doesn't belong there. So he uh, wrote back and said he saw it the next day and thought he texted us about it, but it slipped his mind. So he still got it up there. He made the gun? Yeah, I I got it up there, and I had it tell Lana, I go, does he know this is a joke? Or does he think that we want to be part of his family photo? So I had to text him back. I go, take the thing down, guy. It was a joke. No, keep it up, man. It's it's almost like your calling card, man. It's, you should only one-up it now and on the back of them, uh, before you frame it, you should write a little something to the people because it's just—it's almost like saying, dude, Sebastian stayed at my house. Look at what him and Lana left. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, yeah, that's nice what we do. You. It's a little something fun that we picked up from another couple. And we're like, that's such a great idea to just leave something behind. And when they see it, they crack up. We even thought of possibly taking photos, like goofy ones, just for this occasion. Yeah, you know, no matter how you do it, man, it's. I really want to steal that now. That's a great idea. No, take it, man. Take the idea. and get, It's just funny to hear the people's reactions when they find it. Yeah, it's so funny because, I mean, I wonder if they're ever thinking, because I would probably be thinking, um, is that like the way they say thank you for having me? <laughs> I mean, my God, that's a little pretentious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but you got to know us. In order yeah, that's to get, exactly you know? it. Yeah, but the, but that's even better if they don't know you that well because then they would be thinking that, and that even makes it more funny to you and Lana, I would imagine. Well, you know, the, we the fa- we were even thinking about doing it just if we were invited over for a dinner party. We don't even have to stay at somebody's house. If somebody invited us over for a barbecue, we bring a photo, we slip it in somewhere, and then when they find it, go, what the hell? How'd this get here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, when I used to live in New York City, my old video store they had there, uh, I put my first hour special, Things We Do For Love, I had it in my coat when no one was looking. I put that shit on the shelf. <laughs> so if somebody wanted to rent it, they'd bring it up and they'd be like, we don't even have this registered in the computer. <laughs> oh, that's great. Just so people in the neighborhood would be like, oh, I saw your video on the shelf. Oh, yeah, it's around. <laughs> <coughs> Well, any way you do it, I don't know. I mean, you probably got to start doing it just for dinner because you don't sleep over at enough homes, and it's too funny, man. It's got to be done more often. Yeah, no, we're definitely going to start doing it more often. Barbecues, dinner parties, whatever, bar mitzvahs. We're going to start bringing some photos with us. Well, speaking of great ideas, I got to give my brother, my little brother, a pat on the back. I thought this was just what a dad. Him and his uh, 
his wife, awesome mom. They have three boys, all right? Uh, age range like three, uh, five, and eight, something like that. And they all just finished school except the three-year-old, right? So they all just finished school. So the first day after school, they get him all in the minivan, and they tell him, uh, oh, we got to go. Daddy's got to go buy some tools at this one store. It's a little bit of a drive, blah, blah, blah. So they all get in, and my brother goes, as he puts it, he goes, we're driving for for uh, 45 minutes. They still don't even notice the suitcases all around them. Oh, God. So finally, he goes, about another 15 minutes in, the 8-year-old goes, why do we have suitcases? And the mom goes, ah, we just got to drop them off for, uh, to, to grandma on our way and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, and then they finally they pull into the airport. And he's like, why are we at the airport? My brother turns around to the, all three boys, day after school. He's like, because you're going to Disney World. Oh, oh, they went nuts, dude. But I said, dude, that's so cool because for, the, for months you could have been holding it over their head like, behave yourself if you want to go to Disney World. You didn't do any of that. You just didn't even let them know what was happening. And oh. pow. That was good. God, is that a great way to surprise the kids? Yeah, that was pretty. that idea. I I almost want to have kids to do that, just to do that. A couple announcements. Uh, This Tuesday, July 14th, my Aren't You Embarrassed DVD comes out. Uh, If you want to pre-order it before anybody else gets it, it's on Amazon.com. You could get it there. It's also going to be available um, for the younger crowd on iTunes if you need it uh, digitally. But, uh, yeah, go get yourself a copy of the Aren't You Embarrassed DVD. It's got some special features on there. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> J.J. Watt is in the, uh, in the DVD. He's in the, uh, in the extras, uh, and he's saying a particular saying that we, he- we hear on the Pete and Sebastian show kind of always nice. say nice, so nice. Uh, yeah and there's also a family dinner that we filmed with my family and friends a night before the special was shot at gino's east so they got my father in there my mother my sister my friends my family so <clears throat> pick that up uh also i'll be at the montreal comedy festival for one week starting uh next sunday i believe um for one week, I'll be performing at the Montreal Comedy Festival, one show a night, and uh, got a question. Might go up to the Hamptons. Have you? I know you've been, but uh, what do you think? You'd love it. Yeah? You would love it. What's the setup? Just going to get a place, a hotel, or are you going to stay with somebody who's got a place out there? Because that's a big thing to do as well. Stay yes. with somebody who's got a place. Well, I would imagine that place is going to be gorgeous, and you'll love it, man. It's right up your alley, man. Bring your loafers, kid. Yeah, I think we're going to do that, but it's... I don't know. We'll see. We're going to we're gonna see if we can do that in August. I don't know, man. I got a travel bug right now, and my hat goes off to my, uh, my father-in-law and my mother-in-law. They got me this subscription to... Uh, I think it's called Gallivanters. It's like a once a month publication that comes out. It's all about travel. And it's so in depth that it will tell you what rooms to stay in specific hotels. So let's say you're thinking of booking a, 
a trip to Greece and you're looking into the specific hotel, they'll tell you room 16 has the best view. It's uh, and they'll take pictures of it and they'll show you actually what rooms to get. I was fascinated by this damn thing. So thank oh, you for sure. that birthday gift. It was very nice. Also, I like to thank uh, uh, them for hosting us up at the up at the mountain. So that being said, what do you got on the slate? Well, speaking of um, travel, did you hear about the new app? It's called it's it's called X Lift. Like express lift, lift being for an elevator, and you pay like twenty dollars a month, and a lot of the fancy hotels have it now. More and more buildings in the main uh, cities have it. And uh, when you get, it's like when you, if you have this app, when you get in hotels or any place that has it, when you get in the elevator, no matter how many people are in the elevator, you press a button, and it automatically skips all their floors and takes you to directly to your floor. And nobody else in the elevator knows why it's doing that. It seems too good to be true. Is it safe? And wait, wait, also- wait, 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 wait. It's an app you buy that yes. that's hooked up to the elevator? Uh, yeah, electronically, when you're in an elevator, it, the ele- if the elevators have it, it recognizes your phone. And when you press your button... It'll take you up, and then there's even an app on it where if you want to put in yes or no to voice, meaning when you also when you get to the lobby, you can press a button, you casually put your phone over the button area, and the elevator will immediately come down to you, make no more stops. And then when you get on, it'll even say, welcome, Sebastian. Oh, God, I got to get this just (sighs) just to try it out, man. Now... I made that up yesterday in my head. <laughs> but I'm like, but I got to share this with Sebastian because I bet he'd say he'd buy it. In a heartbeat. That's oh, a good- absolutely. <laughs> You'd be on the elevator going, look at these suckers. We're bypassing their stops and they don't know why. That's the problem with this country, man. Money can buy you things and a way of life that's just unfair. Because that's where it's going eventually. Eventually, you're going to be able to bypass stops on an elevator, man. You and Wild will be talking about the app. I think it's a great idea. I think you should pitch it to some tech guy. Right? I mean, that would be be an interesting case. And And even on the concept is if then you get on and someone else is on there with an express and they've been on first... Then it'll take you second. It doesn't mean line of who's got it first. Oh, wow. So anyway, I made that up. But listen, I got a question for you. This is a legitimate question. So my neighbor next door to me, the guy who rents, the people that live there are, are leaving, and he's got someone else like a professor coming in soon. Now, the thing is, the guy who's leaving, I was chatting with him, and, and he's like, yeah, dude. The, the guy who owns his house next to you goes, I barely have any contact with him. He goes, I had to hire somebody to mow the lawn. Um, so the guy doesn't really keep track of what's going on at his house. If the house is not a dump, it's fine. It's nothing like that. But he's got this big area in the backyard. Bottom line, he's got a backyard. Then he's got a bunch of bushes. Then behind those bushes, he's got a big area. I don't know, maybe like the size, half the size of a basketball court. And it's right next to my back property and I have about another half the size. So if you combine my property and his property, you got like a big, I wouldn't, even bigger than a basketball court. It's almost like half of a football field. Um, mm. 
and he doesn't do anything back there. And once in a while, I weed whack back there because we have a swing set back there and stuff. My point is, I'm thinking about giving him a call. Is this? Can you just do this? I want to call him up, and I want to see if he'll just sell me that patch. <laughs> I, can you? Can you just? Can someone do that? I'm like, look, you rent. Anyone who rents from you, they don't go past the bushes. It's about yeah. a half of it's. It's a bunch of land that's uh you know there. It's like right by my shit. I I, I give you like uh, four grand for the patch for the land. <laughs> <laughs> and we go into the town and we and we draw up the plans and we sign and we restake that shit. Can, is it that simple? Well, I don't know. I mean, can you sell a piece of your land? You got it. You got to right. Yeah, like, I mean, if I was broke and Jackie came home and started walking up to, dr- to the side of the lawn, I'm like, no, 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 I sold that to Dan. Well, the credit cards were tight. You got to go right. We don't own that anymore. That little patch, it's Dan's. Or, or, or does, like, the town say, no, you have to stick to the, to the boundaries that we've created? Uh, that's a good question. I think that might be a uh, permitting issue or a city issue. Do you think he would sell it to you? Uh, yeah, because he lives out on a farm. He never uses the land. And, I, I mean, maybe on the back end, when he goes to sell, it would be tough because you don't have that land. But I'd, I'd fence that shit up so anyone would come in a look. It's like uh, they're not going to miss what they never knew they had. You know, that's like a, you know, raising one of those cattle that can't move so it's veal. It didn't know. Yeah. It didn't know you could run. It didn't know that wasn't, you know. So what it doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if that made any sense. So I'm thinking about asking him, but I'm wondering, I, I, I have to decide what to offer if he says, how much are you giving me for the land? Whew. I mean, based on the uh, house is, and stuff. Is four grand uh, fair? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking I'm not going more than four grand for the, for the land. I want to buy his house oh. off him and knock the whole goddamn thing down, man. That'd be really cool. I want to try and eventually buy all the three homes around me and knock them all down. And that's another thing. Can you do that? Like, just keep buying up the whole block as you go. So, like, will the town knock on your door and be like, "Guy, you can't have one house on the whole damn block." I wonder. Can you buy all the homes on your block, knock them down? Well, what would you do? Just have a huge yard? Yeah, they got some nice property, so I'd knock them all down. Then I'd have an iron gate going around the outside of my property. It would, it would, I'd, it would turn it into an estate is basically what I would do. Okay. Uh, would it look weird in the neighborhood? Man, not from where I'm standing. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, mean I, I, I think I'd be looking pretty cool. But, yeah, maybe there would be some people thinking, dude, go buy a bigger house somewhere else. I mean, what are you doing? But, but. No, because some of the houses are so close, just to knock a few down around me, and they're not that expensive. They're not nearly the size of mine and stuff. Um, and there's so many other houses for sale in town. I just get these people like, just move down the block. I need your house. And then just plow those shits down. Oh, man, you're talking like you might be the next Trump of Fredonia. <laughs> I might, man. I might. Um, a couple of other things before we wrap this up, and I don't want to forget. You had started something that we uh, didn't keep going, but uh, someone, uh, a good fellow here who's been in touch before, Nick, fan of the show. Mm-hmm. By the way, Nick, I love your Facebook profile picture. He's sipping a mug. It looks like he's sipping a cappuccino in a mug and a black oh, shirt. Wow. It looks like he just whacked somebody and got back to the club. <laughs> but <clears throat> anyway, this is his question, and I really want to throw it your way. This is more your uh, expertise. 
Like Pete, love the comedy, love the show. Have a question uh, about wedding gifts for you and Sebastian. About five years ago, my wife's friend came to our wedding with her boyfriend and gave us a gift, $100, from her and her boyfriend. A little cheap, and we noted it in our wedding gift book like all Italians do. Now, this friend of my wife is getting married to the boyfriend. Should we give them $100 back? We usually don't give less than 200 to any couple that invites us to their wedding. Family and close, close friends get more, obviously. But he's thinking about, do I just throw a hunch back at them? Or do I step yeah. up and still do what I do? No. You give them, you give them the 100 right back. And say, on the envelope, I normally give 200 But since you went 100 you get it right back. You would not do that, dude. That's the funny. And we're laughing. What would you do? I think I would do that. I think... You wouldn't say that. Maybe you'd give a hunch, but no, you wouldn't I say No, I wouldn't say that, but I'd, I'd give a hundred back. But is That's it why worth... we keep the logbook. That's why we keep the logbook. The problem is, though, it's it, I, I almost agree with you because, Nick, normally I'd say be the better person and drop 200 and let them go, oh, wow, we only gave 100, he gave two. But that's not what would happen. It's lost on these people. People today... They, they just they, they don't even remember what they gave you. So just write back at them. Remind them what they gave you by giving it back to them. Yeah, right? they're not going to the, know. But the problem is they're going to maybe say, ah, Nick's kind of cheap. I would have expected more from Nick. So And doesn't that kind of make it backfire? Now they're walking around thinking you're cheap, and you're just trying to point out to them how effing cheap they were to begin with. Well, they're cheap to begin with, so they're not going to know cheap from good anyway. Yeah, right? The, the way these people are, they may go, holy shit, he gave us a hundred? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they one might last... look go, I thought he was just going to give us 50. Uh, one, yeah, I know. Can you imagine when I got married, some people gave five bucks. Oh, what? Yeah, some of the hillbillies and my, my in-laws came down from the hills. Five bucks. I'd have more respect if you didn't give me anything. Yeah, why why bother with the $5? I mean, just get a card and say congratulations. By putting $5 in there, you totally destroy the whole the whole vibe. Yeah, you're basically telling me I know to give money, and I chose <laughs> yeah. to give 5 Jeez. Yeah. Wow. So I got to ask you one last thing about this Periscope. Um, yeah. So, so it seems you did a show. Uh, I, I think I, the byline said like you were hiking in North Carolina or something, right? Yeah. Now, a Periscope is a live show, right? It's a live feed of whatever you're doing. So when you go live, your that was your show. You were hiking. No, I was just I was just uh, in the mountains, ready to go out for my uh, birthday dinner, and I just put it on for two minutes and. Kind of talked and told people I was up in the mountains. I'm gonna be in Montreal. There's one I did that me and Lana were in Cabo. So you just put it on, and it's like people are following your life at that particular point in whatever you're doing. Now, two things. One is once you go done, you guys are done that two minutes. Can it ever be seen again or no? Yes. It can. Okay, so it's like saved and people who have Periscope can go then see it. Yes, but while you're doing it, you're also getting people to join in on the broadcast and you could see what they're asking you. So if you started doing it now, let's say we were doing it now, we're doing a live podcast, people would chime in and go, hey guys, what's going on? I got a question. Um, I'm going to a wedding. What do I give? A hundred? They could ask live 
questions. It's almost like right. a, a live radio show. All right. Now, that's interesting, but have you had a situation yet? Uh, you said you did it twice or someone, someone told twice. me you did it twice. Yeah. Have you had a situation where somebody says something negative and uh, they know you're reading it in that moment? Uh, I haven't seen it. I, I haven't seen it. It comes in really quick, so someone could have said something negative, and I might have not seen it. But for the most part, it's hey, what's going on? How you doing? You know, it's nothing too derogatory just yet. Why are but, you are you fearing that you might get into a verbal confrontation on Periscope? I'm just trying to figure out the the, the what's the why live is better. But now I understand. It's because you have an actual communication in the moment. Yeah, you're interacting with your fans on a personal level. Now, is it pretty clear? Like, could you literally, like, uh, you know, do a show? Like, um, if you're, um, like, 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 literally, could the two boxers instead of going to Showtime just say, "We're going to box, but we're going to do it on Periscope in the boxing ring, and we're going to get, you know, somehow they get all the money"? Or is it still a fuzzy feed and shit? Well, I mean, it's pretty clear. I mean, it's basically your iPhone camera, whatever quality that is. I mean, sometimes the connection is where it could be loading or trying to find the connection. But for the most part, it's it's pretty clear. And I've read a few articles where they're actually fearing that this might, you know, start bleeding into... I mean, we, we could use it at our show. You want to see me live? Tune in to Periscope tonight at the Stress Factory. You put your phone in the back of the room, the people are getting a live feed. Yeah. So, I mean, I would imagine there's already been some rock star or something who's done Periscope taking a dump. I mean, all that's done. Well, look at me shower. Uh, watch us do, have sex. I mean, yeah. who the hell knows, right? Yeah, who knows what's gonna where this is going to go. But it's almost like... I don't know, man. It seems like you're just going to have a camera sewn onto your hand and everybody's going to watch everybody else's life. Yeah, man. Don't make a move. Don't mess up. Don't do anything wrong. I know. It's it's, it's a little creepy, but uh, yeah, try it out. Get on Periscope. It hooks up with your Twitter. So once you join Periscope, your Twitter followers will know that you're on and they can start following you there. And every time you do go on Periscope, it announces to your Twitter followers that you're on and then people start chiming in. That's good. I'm going to do a live Periscope of when I fight with Jackie so in the moment they can see. (laughs) Dude, I have to say, do you leave stuff in your pockets? Very rarely. Oh, God, I leave stuff in my pockets, and she gets so pissed off with the washer. The other day with the dryer, I left a whole logbook in there. Jeez. And it just got on everything. She's like, I have to throw out my bra now? I mean, it's everywhere. I'm like, it's lint. I'll shake it out. You're going to shake out the lint, Pete? It's gross. I mean, how dumb are you? Stop leaving stuff in your pockets. And I'm like, I I check them, but it's going to keep happening, man. I do it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm pretty good with like shaking them out and taking everything out of there before I hang them up. So yeah, that's not one of my problems. It's. I think it's. I find it to be a little white trash for a man to not empty his pockets before he throws his clothes in the wash. Well, you know, I don't like a lot of things in my pockets. I'm not a big pocket guy. When I have like a receipt in there, I go, I got to get rid of this. I feel like the pants are not fitting right if there's like a lot of stuff in the pockets. Now, I agree with that. I don't like a lot of stuff when I get home. I usually empty out the the majority of it, but like gum or a a note or a napkin or, oh, goddamn pen or a lighter, it's a lot of times I leave shit behind, man. 
It's yeah. like it's white trash. Empty yeah, out let's, of your pockets. Let's let's uh let's start stepping it up and paying attention to what you got in the pockets. You're ruining the entire wardrobe. I hear you, man. I know. I'm running out of clothes. Luckily, I'll have plenty of my own T-shirts to wear. <laughs> no, we're going to get the online store going soon, baby. All right, listen. Great hanging, dude. Yeah, um, good hang. Uh, where are you at this weekend? I am at the Omaha Funny Bone this week. Next weekend, I am at San Antonio, the Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club. And then I'm on vacation for a week at a beach in Delaware. And then I'll be... Come to this is a big one too. Tampa, come on out to Side Splitters in Tampa. There you have it. Pete's schedule, PeteCorreale.com. Sign up for your next edition of the Pete. Uh, check me out at SebastianLive.com. There's where you could find the uh, Periscope link, as well as uh, some ticket links to some shows. I just got added to the Oddball Comedy Festival being headlined by Aziz Anzari and Amy Schumer. I'm doing five shows um, in Chula Vista, uh, Mountain View, Irvine, and Atlanta, and West Palm Beach in October. So check nice. that out. Very nice. And that's it, man. Good hang, and uh, we will see our fans next week. All right, brother. Good hanging, right, man. Take care. Later. The show has ended. I'm not going to sit there and say, no, you can't do that. You know, I kind of have to laugh it off, but I also kind of have to, hey, what are you doing there? With the, you know, it's, it's, it's like, a, I want to go, enough with the hitting. So... <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.